When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What it is, YBS School in the building. Baltimore stand up. I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bastards. Tune in, you dig? Alright, so we got the one and only YBS Scholar jumping off the porch with us today. Welcome, man. Top shine in the building. Yes, sir. Baltimore stand up, man. Man, how you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling good, living better, you hear me? Yeah. I can't complain, all is well. Nah, that's what's good, man. Appreciate you swinging by today too, man. Thanks for having me, bro. I've been wanting to do this job. I've been watching niggas. I'll be watching this shit, seeing this shit come past on the gram a lot. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm down at eight, man. I'm going to definitely lock in with you. Nah, definitely, man. So first of all, just go ahead and introduce who you got sitting behind you today too, man. I got my nigga V-Dub right there, trailing with me. Okay. That's what's good, man. All right, so originally from West Baltimore, right? So. Okay, man. So I ain't going to lie, man. I don't know much about Baltimore. All I know is, you know, I watch The Wire and shit, man. So wow. I know it's not like that, man. <laughs> nah. So just kind of break nah, down, like, why? you know, life in Baltimore, man, especially on the West Side. Like, what be going on up there? I mean, it's it's up right now. It's, it's a little messed up right now in my city. Like, it ain't really too much going on that nothing to call home about. Hmm. It's a little rough for real, like. You know what I mean? Typical city. Like, it, ain't, it ain't that city you, you take no vacation to. That's one <laughs> of the ones you really stay away from to keep it a hundred with you. Yeah. We got, we got, we got some pretty parts. We got some pretty parts, but for the most part, our city's so small. We got like one area where you can go at on some tourist attraction, like Harbor East downtown. Okay. But other than that, it really ain't really. Hmm. But I love it though. You know what I mean? I love Baltimore. It'd be hard for me to get out of there, but I'd be just like, I knew I'll grow it. Ain't yeah. really too much space for me to grow. You feel what I'm saying? But I'll be in the trenches relaxed when I'm home. Anytime I want, you hear me? Nah, I feel that. So how does it feel to be able to make it out of, you know, make it out of Baltimore, make it out of that type of environment, man? It feel good, but it still be like, it still be a little like what you coming like because i lost a lot of the ones that i wanted to make it out with so i still be just sometimes just when i, when I be sit back meditating just be wishing i could have had niggas with me but i'm blessed though you feel what i'm saying and i just know them niggas what they spur with me and i'm gonna keep them alive but i'm more like a team player for real 
ain't like a one man band. I, I, I had, I have, if it was a time, say for instance, we had to go to LA and it was a, it, and it was I ride first class or ride spirit with five friends, I ride spirit. Yeah. I'm just that tight, so you feel me? But it's cool though, I'm blessed though. Definitely, I ain't satisfied. Yeah. But I'm blessed though. I feel that. Sure. How would you describe Atlanta, or how would you compare Atlanta to Baltimore, or is there really no comparison between the two? It is, but see, I ain't really like, see on Atlanta, I be on a, on a I, I can't really say cause I ain't in the trenches part of Atlanta. Cause I ain't from here, so I ain't in the hood shit going on. And I wasn't born here, so, but from when I do come here, I just feel like a needle in a haystack, so that's a plus for me. Hmm. I just feel like I got much room to grow. The drive's an hour here, there, Baltimore, <laughs> shit, 10 yeah. minutes apart, east or west, five minutes, like, hmm. so I just feel growth for real. In Atlanta, got that Southern hospitality, like, Atlanta, like, from the outside looking in anyway, I, I know it's like, it's, it's stuff going on in between different camps, but it's still niggas, like, you got the stories you hear, the facts, like, see if it's Young Thug, how he did with Baby, and it's like, yeah. that's real, like, I mean, I pay you to go to the studio. <laughs> That's real, you feel what I'm saying? That shit like never seen in my city type shit. Like niggas gonna do it on a on a level of just like say if it's a street dude back in a, a dude with a talent, but not a dude that made it. Like that's right in front you still, like, yeah, yeah. like he getting millions and still like trying now he trying to help me get millions, so I, I gotta do it. It's like he did it right in front of me, he living proof. Now he trying to pass me the ball like Shit, you're a fool to, 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 to let that opportunity slip away. So that's why I be saying about Atlanta, I be liking how it's like that. Like it's a lot of just, it's a lot of mainstream artists that still be like tapping in with the up and comers and just be, you feel what I'm saying? Helping the uprising of them and shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like it's smart, you know, once you reach a certain level in Baltimore to stay in the city or do you gotta get out the city? You gotta get out the city. You gotta get out the city. You got to get out of the city, bro. The lesson of your chances, bro. Hmm. The lesson of your chances. Our city, we got it hard, bro. And we only get one time to mess up. We don't got self-defense. You feel what I'm saying? We don't got certain, like, laws y'all got. So one slip up, you, one what you, it, it, it take one second to get some shit. It might take 10 years to get out of down there. You feel me? Real and that shit is too hard. That shit too harsh on a nigga that got a way out. And like, a, eventually, if he do it right, kids, kids be street. It's like, like my father told me something. We was, ha we was having a conversation. He basically was like, in so many words, like, man, you got a talent that your friends don't have. You got a legitimate way to just change everybody around your life if you just put a year or two into that. This shit gonna always be here. At least say you tried. Just get that shit a shot. And I'm like, man, you know what? 100%, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I, I just wanna say I tried that shit and not keep like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Cause I've been contemplating about moving down here. Little baby was telling me move down here years ago. He had a condo for me. <laughs> like, bro, come down here, bro. I got a condo for you, bro. Just come down here, like, dirt. I've been, I've been with you calling these niggas for years, like the past four or five years type shit. Tapping in every time I come down here and when I get down here, First thing I say, like, shit, I'll be back. Nigga, I might be gone for two months, then blew by. Like, I'll be back this weekend. Two months, then went by. Yeah. 
I'm just coming back. Like, yeah, I'll be back. Like, man, yeah, I'm coming back. You love Baltimore, man. <laughs> That's how it should be, man. No, for real. How'd you tap in with Baby? Because you guys were working like 2017, 2016, right? Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie, Baby came in my shit. Hmm. Baby came in my shit. I remember like yesterday. I just he came in my shit like on some like I don't remember how he worded it, but he like what up? And then I when he opened that, looked at his shit, and I'm like he looked like me. Like we he was a young nigga. He was already posting big packs and shit, getting some money. Like what it is like? <laughs> and he like shit. He straight say niggas like us need niggas like us. Hmm. And I'm like, for sure, like, like he like, and he, I'm, he like, I'm like, you from the A? He like, yeah, I'm like, shit, when I come down, I'm gonna tap in. So then, in the midst of that, just with, with snap of a finger, I seen it, like he had probably dropped my dog or something. I okay. seen him rapping. And then I'm like, shit, bro, I want you on my tape. Sent him like two songs, he sent the verse back on one. And I was coming down here fucking with him and shit, pulling up in his hood. I was in the, I was, I pulled up one of him and uh, Rallo shot, when Lacalian in Pakistan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was fucking with him and shit, and it just was like that for real. Yeah. And he just stayed in contact for real. Like, he ain't never get, he ain't lose contact. I still could, like, reach out to him and he'd hit back, or yeah. I still hang, he'd get back at me for real. That's solid. Mm-hmm. I, I wish you guys would have shot a video for that song, too. That's I, said phone. I said that. I said that, man. We pulled a shot of video for this, baby. He said, man, this was like two weeks ago. He said, man, on any trip, we're going to do something, some whole new shit. I fuck with you. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because I said that we was in a club. He had a hosting in my city. Hmm. Like, probably two, three weeks ago, I was fucking with him. Okay. Yeah. That's odd. So when would you say you jumped off the porch in Baltimore then? When I jumped off the porch? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't even know if you guys have porches there, huh? Yeah, we got porches. Hell okay. yeah. We got porches. That's all we used to, really used to be on, for real, in my neighborhood, hmm. porches and shit. Uh, I was young, though, bro, when I first jumped off the porch, like... I was I was like born in that shit for real. Like my brother's uncle's like that shit was on my that shit was right on my doorstep growing up, you feel me? Like my big brother from my uncle, my like I I really was like born in that shit for real. Yeah. Did they try and guide you to like stay away from the streets then or Yeah, hell yeah. They tried to, but it was like When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's almost like they they can try they 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 was trying to, but it still was like I was around it and seeing it type shit. So I was like, shit, I was trying to get my own little money too and shit. So it was times I was doing a little shit, but I was doing it on a sneak tip. But I already just from being around it, I was just watching certain certain stuff go on that I just soaked the game for real at a young age. But they definitely was. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. 
In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Trying to like, like, I, like, like when I was a kid, my big brother like on the same neighbor, the same street he was, he grew up on. Like he was on doing those stuff. I was what, on a younger age, but I wasn't doing nothing. I was on a generation younger, but some of my friends would be smoking and stuff. And he all, and and, and, every, and every time we see him, they be like, oh shit, that go that your brother, boy, that go pound. And I just and, I, and my allergies used to always fuck with me, right? Because I know back like that young, he he probably beat my he beat me up for real, right? <laughs> so as soon as I see him, like my fucking eyes itching like a bitch. You feel me? So I definitely like used to get like discipline. When I knew I'd do dumb shit for real. Hell yeah, like my mother, like I'd be outside with all the old head niggas. I'm like 13, these niggas 30. Mm. I'm talking about curfew coming around. They they, they trying to chase the young niggas. I got like my, my, my big homie that passed, long live John Wayne, he always taking up. I'm like, no, this is my nephew. I'm walking him home. We on our way in. Like, I'll be with him doing curfew type shit. But my mother used to always spin through there and I'd duck out. Like, she'd try, like, she'd spin through my neighborhood once again, like 9, 10 o'clock. And Looking somebody straight spot, I'm like, yo, tone up, coming down. Somebody tell me, I hide. And she'd be like, where he at? He over here? They'd be like, no, I went. And I'd tell him, like, no, I ain't out. Tell him I ain't out. But it wasn't no communication like it was then. You feel me? It <laughs> yeah. wasn't like phones and shit. It was a little flip phone minute shit. But when you live five five blocks from where you live at, you know, your people just pull through there on a rabbit and FaceTime. You're like, where you at? Mm -hmm. This was years ago. I was 11, 12, 13, 14 already active. Yeah. For real. I feel that. For real. What, what would you say has been one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome in your life so far, you know, for you to be able to make it and sit on this porch today? Um, just a lot of pressure, just feeling the shoes. Well, not feeling the shoes, but just like trying to like hold down the throne, coming behind rappers like Schooled Up Next that was here before me, mm -hmm. how talented he was and like had, like had confidence in myself and just like, Never like never get discouraged and always just be like confident and had an ambition for real. Cause like that's like you come behind a rapper that's that's nice, and now you the only rapper left in the camp. So it's like, dang, you gotta do it now. Like, so you really so now it's it can go two ways. My fuckers can be like, man, you bullshit. We need school to back, or you can hold it down. But just in my case, I, it wound up going the right way. Yeah. Like I hold it down. Like I kept this shit going for years. He been he, school been gone for years and. Why we are still, we still, yeah, we still them. So that and just like catching charges and shit, freedom being on the line, like getting handed, freedom getting handed, like going to prison, missing out on time, like with just family, kid, my kids, and, and music, and like just like missing out on money for real. But the money don't really be a, the the which economy. It be the time. Yeah, that's the like, shit you can't get back. You can't get that shit back. It be the time with me, bro. It don't really be the money. I just don't like wasting no time. You feel me? Real shit. 
So how far back does the relationship with Scooter go? Like, was this before music or was it, did you guys no, link up we, on some music shit? No, we linked up on some music shit. I linked the Scooter, the only one in YBS that I, I linked up on some music shit. Okay. All the other, all the rest of it, we go way back, way back. Like generation, I was a kid. Hmm. But Scooter was the one that was like from their neighborhood. But I knew them on some besides the music shit. We was already tight. And basically, Scooter was from their neighborhood. So they be like, we just like got behind Scooter type shit like that. We got behind Scooter like that for real. Okay. Did he have a buzz in the city at that time or? He was already rapping. His buzz was, ah, but when YBS, when we really came together as that team, put them three letters, that's when it was like, it was it was history after that. Yeah. He was all, he been was making great music and shit, but the parents and the shit he was rapping about, once he got with us, just like, was a lord different. Hmm. He was motivating niggas on a whole nother level than what he was doing when he was just rapping on some hood shit, chilling, you know what I mean? He was rap. he was like, yeah. He was motivating niggas on a whole, inspiring young niggas in like the streets on a whole nother level, for real. What was the vision for YBS when you guys first clicked up and formed it there? The vision was like, Get get the team to the top, like no one man about the crew. We behind Scooter. Whatever he need, he got. We gotta get it. Like we we were him. You feel what I'm saying? He was like we was. He was the way out. We was behind him for real. We was all invested in him for real. Yeah. Yep. But I got. I always knew how to rap on a freestyle tip, or I just get in a booth like on some. Random tip, rap make a hard song, like, say if it's like, random out the blue on them. Just, if it's 2015, I just make a song, but I don't make another one for the next three years type shit. Like, I do that back growing up, like 15, like make a song, but the hood always go crazy though. But I never was taking it serious, but once we got YBS, and I'm like, we really was on some musical shit, and school was rapping, and I was just in the studio, I just got to dibbing and dabbing at it again. And then it was like, once, once, the, like, once the, the witcher calm I had got, the reaction I had got, once I had dropped like one song, it was like, oh no, nah, this shit, I can't slow down or play with it no more. This shit, this shit ain't got out of control. Like, they trying to pay to see me. So I'm like, shit, I didn't do this shit too. And I was doing it, but not as much as I was when he was alive. Like, we ain't even had that many songs. We probably had like, all together, five, ten songs, and he was in the studio every day. Because oh, I might go to the studio with him a day of the week or, or bump it, like go to the studio with him two, three days out of the week, but made one song, and he might make 15, five a day, you feel me? I might jump on one little quick freestyle with him or something. Because I wasn't really into it, I wasn't really doing it, I wasn't really into it, it wasn't really my thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So where were you at mentally when he passes away? Did you feel like giving up on the music or? Hell no. No, the last thing I felt was giving up. Hell no. Hell no. We put too much work into this shit, put too much time into this shit. Like he already got his attitude a height. Like it's hard to reach. Yeah. Especially from Baltimore too. Especially. You feel me? So hell, that was the last thing I was came to mind was give up on it. Sure. Yeah. What do you feel like his legacy is, you know, as far as Baltimore and the music scene there? The greatest of all time. 
gone but never gone but gonna, ain't gonna never be forgotten. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that, man. Um, so getting money. Is this like the first one that really jumps for you? Yeah. Getting money. So did you expect that one to take off or what what you no. think when you put this out? I didn't expect that shit at all. I just made this song and I was listening to it, listening to it, and I was letting other people hear and then people would be listening to it like this shit cool. But I'm like, nah, this shit hard. <laughs> but I ain't expected to do that though. So my hood was always, it was already really like already high B on that 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 video, it already be crowded like that. That was when the hood was with the hood. It was like this. It was it was like one, it was like, it was love for real. And it already be like that. So I just came outside on some regular day shit. That was like, that wasn't just like no what you call video shoot. That was really just like a regular day in the life for me. But I just had that day just called a cameraman. Like, man, I'm ready to shoot a video. You feel me? And that shit went crazy. I ain't think it was gonna do like that though. Does it take off right away or does it take some time? That shit took right off for real. Shit. Probably like my everything I dropped when I first started rapping just took right off. Like in my city anyway. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Or DMV alone, like all through Maryland, it just took right off. It ain't take no time. I dropped like getting money, took right off. I dropped like no more after that. That shit was like worth it. When I performed it, like any little clubs I was doing, holes in the wall, word for word. Hmm. I dropped a whole lot of money, word for word. Like baby girl, word for word. So it was to the point like I can go to, a, I, when I get booked for a show, I can really have like five, six songs and probably got 10 songs out and they gonna be word for word. Like sent from, from, from the door for real. Yeah, that's special right there. Yeah, from the door. And I don't got no what you call like, I go in there just straight off instinct. So if I'm knowing I'm doing this shit with this easy, and every time I'm doing it, this the reaction, I'm like, you feel what I'm saying? This shit, it's a blessing for real. I go in there, I don't know how to write. <laughs> None, I go in there and sit on a beat. Sometimes I don't even sit on it. As soon as I hear it, I might just say, yeah, pull this up, go in there. Or if I sit on it, I might be playing a video game this whole time, coming up with my hook. Then I'd be like, shit, I'm ready, and I'd get up, do the hook, and, it be, and then i just knock the rest of the song, i just go through the rest of the song. Like, I don't be, never wrote a song, even though I was in jail, I never actually just wrote a song. Every time I go to write, I don't got the patience for real, for real. I can't do it for real. I, sure, I got a short attention span, if I think. No, I understand that. So what about the song Shining, man? Like, what was the st session, studio session like for that one? So low, like probably just me plus one. Like the studio I was recording in probably was about big as this step. Probably like, yeah, like literally probably ain't a V. Like st Studio 17 probably as big as this little step shit. The computer right here, couch where he at. And, the, and then there was a booth right here, like on the door type shit. Probably was a little bigger. And uh, 
my 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 producer Elijah Eight Away sent a beat, and I'm like, he sent it like, yo, you see if you fuck with this, and I'm like, nah, this shit hard. Pull it up to my my engineer, pull it up real quick. Went in there, laid the hook, in the first verse, and I was like, I'm gonna come back to it. But when I did it, I sent it back to my engineer, my producer. Like, look, I just straight did this on it. Boom. Went from like a couple days, it was leaked. Oh, for real? It got leaked. But I had finished it like a day or two later. So when it got leaked, and I'm like, how the fuck it get leaked? And then when I'm like, which one? Send me the link. And when I heard the link, it was only the one with one verse that I sent straight to him. That's how I found out how, I got, who, how it happened. I'm like, damn, bro, you the only one I sent that right to. You got that leak. But he like... Damn, bro, my little cousin sent that shit to him and did it in a long story. Whoop de whoop, like my little cousin must have did that shit. I let him hear, but 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 it was leaked and I had some like shows coming up, so it was already like on a leak joint. Motherfuckers was like, I was saying it now, like it was a little viral, like tag me in it and keep singing along. So when I, when I did a show, I had performed it, and I'm like, they was singing it, singing it like I dropped it. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. So then. I really dropped it, put it, dropped it with the second verse yeah. in the video, but all the leaked version, it was already like, I had did a show and it was like, it was dead, like if it was a crowd, a hundred people, about 40 on was word for word, the other 60 was just like, trying to figure out how did they even probably <laughs> yeah. know it, so I'm like, damn, so now I'm like, I dropped it, and it was just, I shot the video in like an hour, my man, my man, my cab that shoot the video, sent it right back with him like an hour, and we just dropped that shit, and it just oh shit it was organic for real. No label budget behind it. That shit just was organic. Just it just took off naturally. Yeah. Did you guys drop it on World Star originally, oh, yeah, World or did Star. they pick it up? I did drop it on World Star though. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that your first drop on there too? No, I was dropping on World Star around that time. A okay. couple songs. I had probably dropped like. Three, four of my songs around that time. Yeah. Like Found a Way. Um, I think I dropped a whole lot of money on there. Not getting money, but definitely shining, spinning bands. Like I was dropping a few records on World Star back then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, World Star was a little, you think it was a little like having a wave back then better than now? Or people still back then, yeah, they yeah. definitely had a wave. Red they seat. was definitely breaking artists back then, right? Yeah, Real that's shit. why I dropped it at. Yeah, yep. definitely, man. Um, so the song "Traumatized," man. Like, what type of emotions did you go through while recording that song? Sometimes I'll be in there, bro, and if, it, if it's a beat that's like like them type of beats, I just be like, see, I always be thinking about my friends I lost because even when I be in the studio, I, I don't be needing the studio sessions. Uh, five ten people to make music i really probably work better with le- the lessons for me hmm. for real so but i always be just thinking see when i got more people in there i job be a little like i, I be in record mode but it be so much going on that i just like and when i be in the studio they got a video game we got gambling you got friends just talking and just be like different little stuff be going on Rather than if it's just me and an engineer with a loud beat and I'm just like into it like this. But when I made traumatizing, I think I, I, when I made traumatizing, I made that in the crib. I was on house arrest. That's it. Because I shot the video in the office that I only could go to. <laughs> I only could go for an office to do like community service and back home for like seven hours a day. I had to go to an office. Um, 
So when I made it, I was just in the house, man, and I was just like back against the wall, but I was like basically like speaking from my perspective, but to people probably going through the same thing. Like shout out to all the niggas out there grinding, not stagnated. Mm -hmm. I'm putting work in every day. I swear I'm dedicated. Like even if you don't see it, I'm doing it. I'm really out. Though. I'm really like out of sight, but I'm really on my grind though. But I just was, it was so tight on me. And it's like, damn, shit, that house arrest shit, that shit had you in the house, like, so tight. No drugs for real, because they ran. It's like, and you just looking at the walls. Hey, this, it, it beat being in the joint 100%, but yeah. that shit be getting miserable sometimes, though. So I was just in there probably on that type of time, like, just probably on some miserable shit, just in my thoughts or something. Yeah. That beat probably just was like, Made me think about my niggas and just like, you know what I mean? Not giving up, but keep going for real. Nah, I fucked with that song. It's very personal, very emotional too, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So at what point did Meek reach out to you? Um, Meek reached out, I met, man, Meek go way back. Meek, ain't, Meek, I met Meek actually through reaching out through Scooter for real. Scooter oh, really? was alive. Uh, we had went up philly and, and got with meek for real when scooter was alive i just happened to be i was scooter friend but we had went up there and we went up there to highlight and we was gambling i wound up striking the whole dice game for probably like twenty five thousand. god damn and ever since then meek just had out for me for real on some just like gambling <laughs> gotta shit. get that money back yeah like man come on back up here like the next day he sent me a pitch in the vault like come on back up here don't don't, don't it ain't over like and every time i seen him after that like a couple of times we just got we always gambled, but I wasn't really what you call me the music when Scooter was alive. So really, once I started dropping Scooter was alive, probably like, and I probably was like, Sean, was shining out when Scooter was alive? Shining, I don't think, I think it was a whole lot of money was just out. I don't even think Shining was out when Scooter was alive, bro. It couldn't have been. But, um, yeah, we, everybody was behind Scooter, so we were just really trying to get Scooter with DC or something. But, man, Meek Jai just took it to each other on some gambling shit, and we just, like, ended up just, we just was just locked in for real, and it's just been love ever since from that initial day when we went up there, and I met him with, uh, when he had just came home for real. Oh, wow. And he was, yeah, he was just came home probably, like, a few days ago. He had, like, the thermals and shit still, big as shit. Probably just coming home a few days for real. Yeah. Did you sign with Dream Chasers or was it just more like management? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Like a like a like a like a like a like a six six to nine month management type of deal. Okay, yeah. yeah. So what's your relationship like with Meek today? Still cool, still love. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. So 2019, you get sentenced to the prison sentence, right? Yeah. So did you have to turn yourself in right away, or when did you actually turn yourself in? I had to turn myself in in 20, I had to turn myself in in June, like 5th, 2019. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So where were you at mentally during that time? Cause you know, one of the hottest artists in Baltimore, you got a lot of shit going and now yeah. you gotta go sit down. You get what you give, man. It's like, that shit come with it for real. Like, I don't ever get too far away from reality of this shit for even though Sometimes you gotta face reality of shit. And I basically was like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a man. 
And there's what's good, y'all. It's Aaliyah from the Young and Dumb Show. I have something for you. If you're young and interested in learning more about different careers, becoming an entrepreneur, and really get into the bag, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Young and Dumb Show. On this show, we sit down with the biggest, and I'm talking the biggest, career professionals, entrepreneurs, influencers, and entertainers to break down how to be successful in different industries. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Let's get it, y'all. My, it's, 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 it's a, it ain't really like a loss, it's just a lesson learned for real. But I wasn't really, I, wasn't, I was just more so just like already knowing I'll be right back for real, cause I ain't had to do no time. I'm just like, man, this shit ready to just be a little boot camp trip and be right back. Go on here, mind my business, stay out, stay out niggas way, don't run my bit up. You feel what I'm saying? Go out, go, 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 come out the same way I went in, just like that for real. I feel that. Come out the same way I went in. Were you feeling creative during that time or were you really not there? Hell no, I wasn't creative. I ain't write one song. The whole time I was locked up, I was in a dorm. It's like 75 niggas, like. I was reading though, I was learning though. I was like, I was, what you call, acknowledging my brain though. Like I learned a lot of shit and I was reading a lot of shit. I was reading, so I wasn't really writing music, but I was, I'm sure I was probably building my vocabulary. And I was like, I know I was gonna have diff, like different subjects and stuff, but rather than what I had before I went in, yeah, I was gonna have different topics and shit. Cause I was like, my mind was somewhere else now than what it was then. Yeah. So when you come home, do you focus on music right away, or do you take some time for yourself? No, I, I, I was focused on music right away, but it was a little tight cause I couldn't really do shit. I was in my, like, when I first came home on house arrest, I had a little townhouse and shit, and it was like, and my, and my girl, she had to work, she was working on, on like, I couldn't really be too creative in there with making music, I couldn't leave, so I only had to record there. The motherfucker wasn't that big, was so I could be loud all through the night, and like, yeah. and then it was like, what, then it's like, I don't really, I don't, then I, I ain't having motherfuckers like in my spot for real. I'd rather just record at a studio. I don't really have that many people I trust that really can come to the, the crib. I don't even probably count on one or two fingers or engineers that I even allow at the spot. Mm -hmm. So I really couldn't be too creative for a while. But then I had moved until I moved. I had to move, got a bigger spot, and then I was able to set up, set up a nice joint in my man cave. I was able to set my equipment up. Okay. And I was and I was working, working. That's when I had dropped like a project. I dropped Top Shiner. Like, but it was still tight until I really got back outside for real. Hmm. And when was that? Like, when were you finally done with house arrest and all that? When I came home, I went in June of 19 and I came home March. I was on a tight ass house arrest. The one I was telling you about when I only could go to the uh, community service mm -hmm. office and back for like 11 months. Oh, shit. I was on there from when I came home in March until January. No, that's what, nine months. 10 months. Yeah, 10 months. I was on there from March until January, like December 28th or something. March until like December 28th. Okay, yeah. And, and then I was able to come back out. That's when I had got a little taste of freedom. So I was, you know, I was outside, you know, at the like, 
going to prison nine months, then coming home ten months. Like that's down in two years of just yeah. real out boredom. So <laughs> I got back outside and shit, and I was just you know. And then it's the pandemic when he come home. Too. Then it's the pandemic, so it's like that's another thing. So yeah, I had what you come when I got I, I, when I when I did get off. I just was I just was getting a little bit of fresh air for real, man. I was just I was cool and I was just doing shit I, I wanted to do for the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I always say I feel like it's important for artists, you know, to live life. So you got something to rap about too. Facts. That way you ain't rapping about the same shit over and over, man. Live a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel like your fans stuck by you? They stayed loyal to you during that time? Or they hitting you up like, man, you need to drop. You bullshitting. You need to drop. Uh, both. Both. They definitely been pressing, pressuring me, pressing me, pressing me. Drop, drop, drop. Definitely. But I feel like they stuck by me, too. Yeah. I feel like my city definitely like stuck by me. They just be knowing my potential and be like disappointed in me sometimes. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? That's how I be looking. Cause they be like, hey, baby, I ain't know. Like, bitch, why you just dropped that song? When you just dropped that other song, you really was, that was a hard ass song. You was really rapping the streets, love that. But I be like, bro, sometimes I don't do it for the streets. <laughs> Sometimes I might do it for the girls. Sometimes I might do it for the kids. I ain't always on one thing. I'm like versatile. I like to be versatile. Sometimes I might just do it for, for cars. Sometimes I might do it for just clothes and it might be a different spectrum for a street nigga. So it just be like, sometimes I just be having my own fun with it. You feel what I'm saying? It don't be more so just to be like, having everybody like, what you call me off the last song, thinking I'm gonna come like that on the next song. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah, I like to switch it up a little bit for real. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. So my apologies. My apologies. Did you record this see. down here? Did you record it up in Baltimore? Or where were you? I we recorded that in Baltimore. Okay. My apologies, got a, I ain't got one bad. What you call me on that? Hmm. I ain't got one bad review on that. Like. And then I got I got a single on there called I Be Tripping that's got everything upside down. Whenever that I shit's see it, so hard, man. Yeah, I be tripping like got shit going crazy right now in my city. Yeah. Did you feel like you had a point to prove with this project or? Uh kinda sorta. Kinda sorta. Kinda sorta. And I just was like, see my like like my last like one or two projects, I wasn't really like being versatile i wasn't putting female records on there shit like that like i was dropping like eight nine song projects or 12 but i mean like 10 but it really wasn't having how i normally do my projects this one was how i really be doing my projects like i had i had time to do it it wasn't really rushed something like it really might be a song or two on here from a month ago but then it might be some songs on there from like four or five from the past two weeks. Hmm. So it was like I had time really sit with it and really like strategize a little bit like, no, nah, this is it, this ready. This a nice body of work. This my single, this for my females. This for the ones who like when I come like this, this for my lost ones. Like it just had, well, anything that I like, to, what you call when I drop a project, it just had it in there. Yeah. So whenever I feel like that, I be like, I feel good about it for real. Like, I be tripping. That was already my single. Like, before the project came out, somebody said, which one you think the hardest one? I be tripping. Hmm. 
Like, you feel me? So it's like when I be already sitting at the drum board and then and I and I execute like that and it work like I planned, it just be like, yeah, like it'd be a relief. It'd yeah. be a relief. Absolutely. Yeah. Why that title? My apologies. Cause I, it's like it's almost like sorry for the wait, but it's not sorry for the wait, it's my apologies. Cause I ain't sorry. It's just I apologize. Like that that that's that kind of thing. And it's just like people be always what you call me all the time. Like when you drop and I might be like, man, shit, in like two weeks. You feel me saying? I, like, cause I be really intending to though, but shit be going left, mixes might get held up, this song might gotta finalize a contract or it be getting held up shit stuff be happening for real like on the business side yeah and, and so so i just like my apologies yeah. you could drop the next day people gonna be like when you drop it again yeah <laughs> right the attention spans of these yeah, some of these short fans. bro it's shit span it's short it's definitely is because it's like it's so many it's probably it's so much music dropping nowadays probably oh, like, even today when you start looking at what it all dropped today it's mm-hmm. like god damn when Double XL pulls new albums a day, six, seven albums, like, damn. Yeah. It's crazy. You still plan to drop a deluxe then? Yeah. Okay. I'm working on the deluxe. I'm ready to drop a deluxe. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm shoot, I had started shooting a video that I'll be tripping. I'm going to get that out of the way, finalize okay. that. Yeah, because you just got that one, the one take uh, video. Yeah, yeah, one take. Yeah. yeah, definitely need an official video for that. One. Yeah, I had started. It's cold. The, the first half cold, but now I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get another scenery for it and it be done. Okay. I probably come out here use this joint. Hmm. That'd be all right there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what's some of your goals? You know, looking forward for your music career, whether it's short term or long term. Um, get a a, a album of big uh, at least a one main fe- big mainstream feature. Um. I want to move my friends down here. That's one of my goals. Um, just elevate, man. Elevate. Just be, don't not be in the same spot I was in next next year. Not be in the same spot I was in this year. Elevate, man, and just like be a lot more productive than I was the past five years. Be at like hundred percent, like two feet in. With, with my music yeah. then see what I can get you know what I mean like like nip all money in just go all money in no money out like all grind in nothing but grind for the music don't got no time for nothing else all invested in just all my eggs in one basket for real and just like actually actually see what I can accomplish that I probably could accomplish years ago all right so what's some advice you would share to the youth coming up right now Chase your dreams, man. Chase your dreams. Don't be no follower. Be a leader. Believe in yourself. Even when nobody do, believe in yourself. Don't never doubt yourself. Go for it. Don't let nothing hold you up. Don't let nobody discourage you. And like, go for it, man. Whatever it is, go for it. Not later, now. Wise words right there, yeah. And what has being a father taught you about life? We're being a father, just discipline and patience, patience, discipline, and um, like sacrifice, sacrifice. Sometimes you gotta sacrifice 
having fun to spend quality time to mold your son or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 mold him to like you want you want you want to catch that shit early like. You don't want to really get too caught up in like me. I don't be trying to get too caught up in the money or the music that my son don't know how to ride no pedal bike. And he missing out on like the experiences kids that will grow up in the hood. Not like, not to say nothing like speak down around on the hood, but you know, kids in the hood, they grew up really having fun. Mm-hmm. Kids nowadays with coming from good families, they growing up on like uh, electronics, really like not really having like sport. Uh, what is it like? The kids that's really like having that um, what you call for sports? Like they they like my son. I be having like me like I be trying like what you call them in the shooting shots. Just like I'm gonna get you some Legos where we shoot some shots. I be trying to bribe them into doing it just to like to get them like a little sports sportsy type. Yeah, get them active. Get them active for real, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that definitely. So what's next, Scholar? What else coming up, man? Um, work, man. More work, better work, man. Just like more consistent work to consistency. That's one of the things I want to work on. Being more consistent, like make sure I'm hitting every quarter. I ain't missing one. It's four quarters. I really want to be, I really want to do, be, do more than four quarters. I really want to do five, like <laughs> shit, a project a month for real. I, I'm independent. I ain't got nobody tell me when I can or when I can. So just more consistent for real. Real sad, man. Yeah. Yeah, shout out you like to get before we wrap it up here? Shout out to the Trill. Shout out to the Ville. Shout out to Baltimore, YBS, Studio 17. All my loved ones, free all my guys behind the wall. You know what I mean? And long live all my fallen soldiers. Y'all know, y'all know where they is. They know where they is. Y'all living through me. Well, I'll be asked for life and we'll get the team to the top, man. Had a whole box of condoms still slipping and hit a rough. Dang, I be tripping. Niggas on the block right now still serving. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.